0: CI delegation attended 10th Commonwealth Youth Ministers Meeting in London. Former Haitian Senator to be charged in President Moïse's assassination. Israeli airstrikes wreaking havoc on the healthcare system. A look at sports and the weather forecast. It's Thursday, October 12th, 2023. You are tuned in to The Nation Station 89.1 FM. A 48-year-old man is expected to appear before a South Cagus magistrate on charges of assaulting a police officer and resisting arrest. The accused, David Clyde Williams of South Cagus, was charged on October 7th, 2023. The charges against Williams followed an incident that occurred around 1.24 p.m. on October 6th, whilst a police officer was executing a bench warrant. The officer was medically examined and discharged. Williams is due to appear in court on October 24th. Superintendent of Police Divisions and Community Policing, Dwight Gardner, said that the Royal Turks and Gagas Islands Police Force views seriously any attack on its officers and is warning the public that it is unlawful to prevent officers from carrying out their duties and anyone who does so will be charged. Now, the 10th Commonwealth Youth Ministers' Meeting, convened in London, United Kingdom, on the 11th through the 15th of September, 2023, gathered youth ministers, senior officials, youth development professionals, youth advocates, and youth organizations to share good practices, debate emerging issues, take stock of pioneering initiatives, and forge new partnerships for resourcing youth development across the Commonwealth. Strategized by the theme Aiming Higher, Delivering More for Young People in the Commonwealth, the meeting focused on four key themes—education, employment, environment, and youth engagement. In addition, there were cross-cutting themes such as human rights, transformative technology, and disability. Highlights of the 10th Commonwealth Youth Ministers' Meeting included ministerial senior official meetings— These high-level meetings brought together ministers from across the Commonwealth to discuss the 64-point document that will lead youth development for the next four years. Some of the highlights from that document includes a renewed commitment to include youth as partners and active contributors to development, a focus on harnessing the power of technology to deliver more for young people, the use of media partnership models to support youth advocacy and empowerment, and the creation of the Professional Association of Lecturers in Youth and Community Work to achieve the goal of having more qualified youth workers. The Youth Leaders Meeting. The youth attendees had the opportunity to discuss their views and highlight what is needed for the youth in the Commonwealth. Breakout sessions included the main topics focusing on youth engagement and advocacy, Blue Belt Economy, Disability, and Human Rights. Then there was the Youth Awards. The Commonwealth Youth Awards of Excellence was held to recognize youth from across the Commonwealth for their innovative and transformative work they're doing in their communities. The Lord's Mayor Reception. This event fostered meaningful connections among attendees, allowing them to build relationships and partnerships aimed at advancing the youth development agenda. The Youth Expo, the inaugural Commonwealth Expo 2023 was held on the final day of the 10th Commonwealth Youth Ministers meeting and allowed government ministers and other delegates to learn more about the work of accredited Commonwealth organizations, as well as others working in the youth space. Youth organizations and networks showcase programs and initiatives that promote human rights, address climate change, protect children and support people the disabilities. The Department of Youth Affairs was able to showcase initiatives within TCI, in particular the current National Youth Policy. It is also important to note that this year's 10th Commonwealth Youth Ministers Meeting coincides with the 50th year of the establishment of the Commonwealth Youth Program and 2023 being declared the Year of the Youth to celebrate the 1.5 billion youth that live within Commonwealth countries and amplify their voices in youth development spaces. Although the Commonwealth of Youth is considered in the age range of 15 years to 29 years, within the Turks and Caicos Islands, our policy dictates that youth falls within the age category of 10 years to 35 years. In collaboration with other ministers, the Commonwealth Secretariat, the Honourable Patricia Scotland, has extended the Year of the Youth to September 2024. Now, the Office of the Complaints Commissioner, Ombudsman of the Turks and Caicos Islands, will join the rest of the world in celebration of International Ombudsman's Day, observed today, October 12, 2023 every second thursday of october people from around the world take time to celebrate ombuds international ombudsman's day serves as an additional opportunity to educate and raise awareness among the public about the history and practices of the ombuds profession including the various ombuds models the roles they play the services they offer and the value provided in celebration of international ombudsman's day The Complaints Commissioner, or the Ombudsman and her team, will be traveling throughout the islands to continue their awareness and educational drive that commenced earlier this year. Today, October 12th, meetings were in the Twin Islands of North and Middle Caicos, on the 17th of October, South Caicos, and on November 3rd, Salt Key. This is the time to have your questions answered as how you can report a complaint. Happy Ombudsman's Day. That was a look at Local News Regional is up next. The Government of Canada announced that Canadian officials will be in Grenada from Monday, November 6th through Wednesday, November 8th to carry out biometric processing for persons wishing to obtain visas. As part of the visa application process, nationals from Grenada must provide biometric information, fingerprints and a photo when applying for a Canadian visitor's visa, study, work or temporary residence permit or for permanent residence. During the upcoming November dates, visa applicants may take the opportunity to provide biometric information in Grenada rather than traveling abroad. Outside of this visit, standard procedures remain for Grenada Nationals to travel to biometric collection points in Barbados, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines or Trinidad and Tobago. And Kenya's government announced on Wednesday that it would not be renewing a six-year-old deal that saw Cuban doctors employed in Kenya while those from the East African country traveled to Cuba for specialized training. The program was unpopular with Kenya's main doctors' union, partly because the Cuban doctors received more than double the average salary of their Kenyan counterparts. Critics argued that money would be better spent on Kenya's medical infrastructure and on its own doctors. Under the deal signed in 2017, 50 Kenyans were sent to Cuba to undergo specialized training, while 100 Cubans were dispatched to county-level hospitals in Kenya to help improve services. The move was heavily criticized at that time by legislators and the Kenya Medical Practitioners, Pharmacists and Dentists Union, which said that it was a waste of resources when the country was struggling with thousands of unemployed doctors and specialists. The union said the money used to pay the Cuban doctors high salaries could have been used to hire Kenyan doctors or to buy medical equipment for local hospitals, which often lack basic facilities and medicines. Kenya's Salaries and Remuneration Commission has said that each Cuban doctor was paid a monthly salary of about $5,300 while local doctors in the same category received between 1600 and 2300 The Cuban doctors also had better travel and housing allowances. Now former Haitian Senator John Joel Joseph on Tuesday changed his plea to guilty at a Miami federal court in connection to the 2021 murder of Haiti's former president, Jovenel Moïse. The surprising change came as a result of an agreement made with the U.S. government. Slated for sentencing on December 19th by federal judge Jose Martinez, Joseph might face a life sentence. However, based on the plea agreement's 11th page, the U.S. government may recommend a reduced sentence if Joseph collaborates in the ongoing investigation. The U.S. authorities extradited Joseph from Jamaica in June. He faces charges of conspiring to commit murder or kidnapping outside of United States boundaries and supplying material support that led to a death. This material support was allegedly meant to aid or enact the conspiracy to murder or kidnap. He is but one in a lineup of 11 individuals in South Florida charged in connection to the assassination. Additionally, two other defendants have already entered guilty pleas. Haitian Chilean businessman Rodolf Jar received a life sentence in June, while the former Colombian soldier, German Alejandro Rivera Garcia, awaits his sentencing on October 27. Meanwhile, there are eight other defendants awaiting their trials in the United States. The charges indicate that Joseph, in collaboration with roughly 20 Colombian citizens and several Haitian-American dual citizens, plotted to either kidnap or assassinate Haiti's then president. The tragic event unfolded on July 7, 2021, when attackers invaded President Moise's private residence in Port-au-Prince, leading to his death at the age of 53. That was a look around the region. World News is up next. Hamas' terror attack on Saturday, Israeli airstrikes have reduced entire neighborhoods in Gaza, including hospitals, to ashes. The remaining clinics and emergency units have been operating without power and supplies. Hospitals are flooded with patients and injured people, and medical personnel have to deal with casualties that are arriving on a daily basis at the emergency department. On Saturday, Hamas, a militant organization that is one of the two major political groups in the Palestinian territories and has been designated a terrorist group by the United States, the European Union and other countries, launched a terror attack via land, air and sea that killed at least 1,200 people in Israel. Now as Israel's forces prepare for a possible ground invasion, doctors and aid workers say the healthcare system in gaza is about to collapse and after serving more than a month of in-school suspension over his dreadlocks a black student in texas was told that he will be removed from his high school and sent to a disciplinary alternative education program Daryl George, 18 years old, is a junior at Barbers Hill High School in Mont Bellevue and has been suspended since August 31st. He will be sent to EPIC, an alternative school program, from October 12th through November 29th for failure to comply with multiple campus and classroom regulations, the principal said in a Wednesday letter provided to the Associated Press by the family. Barbers Hill Independent School District prohibits male students from having hair extending below the eyebrows, earlobes, or top of a t-shirt collar, according to the Student Handbook. Additionally, hair on all students must be clean, well-groomed, geometrical, and not an unnatural color or variation. The school does not require any uniforms. George's mother, Derisha George, and the family's attorney deny the teenager's hairstyle violates the dress code. The family last month filed a formal complaint with the Texas Education Agency and a federal civil rights lawsuit against the state's governor and attorney general alleging they failed to enforce a new law outlining discrimination based on hairstyles. The family alleges Georgia's suspension and subsequent discipline violate the state's Crown Act, which took effect September 1st. The law, an acronym for Create a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair, is intended to prohibit race-based hair discrimination and bars employers and schools from penalizing people because of hair textures or protective hairstyles, including afros, braids, dreadlocks, twists, or bantu knots. Barbers Hill officials told their cousins, DeAndre Arnold and Caden Bradford, that they had to cut their dreadlocks in 2020. Their family sued the district in May of that year, and a federal judge later ruled the district's hair policy was discriminatory. Their pending case helped spur Texas lawmakers to approve the state's Crown Act. Both students withdrew from the school, with Bradford returning after the judge's ruling. And King Charles III will travel to Kenya later this month for a state visit, according to Buckingham Palace, on Wednesday in a trip that is full of symbolism. Charles's mother, the late Queen Elizabeth II, learned that she had become UK monarch while visiting a game preserve in the East African nation back in 1952. The state visit from October 31st to November 3rd will be Charles' first visit to a Commonwealth nation since he succeeded his mother last year, underscoring the king's commitment to an organization that has been central to Britain's global power and prestige since World War II. Charles will be greeted by Kenyan President William Rutu when he arrives in the capital Nairobi. The king plans to visit Nairobi National Park and meet with environmental activist Wanjira Matai as he underscores his commitment to environmental protection. Charles will also acknowledge the painful aspects of his nation's shared history with Kenya, which celebrates the 60th anniversary of its independence from the United Kingdom this year. That was a look at World News Sports is up next. Jackson is the sole Jamaican woman among the list of 11 nominees for the 2023 Women's World Athlete of the Year Award. The list of nominees was announced by the World Athletics Organization on Wednesday jackson the second fastest woman of all time in the 200 meters closed out an impressive 2023 season in september with the gold double at the diamond league 10.70 in the 100 meters and 21.57 in the 200 meters also a new meet record just a month before at the world athletics championships in budapest jackson set a national record in the 200 meters with 21.41 just nearly missing the world record of 21.34, set by American Florence Griffith Joyner. In July, she set a personal best and new world leading time in the 100 meters with 10.65 at the National Stadium in Kingston. Sherika Jackson is currently the only athlete in world championship history, to win medals in the 100, 200 and 400 meters, and by extension, the 4x100 and 4x400 meter relays. She is also the second athlete in history behind Marita Koch to win medals in the 100, 200, 400, 4x100 and 4x400 meters at the World Championships and or the Olympic Games. Over to local sports. Marjorie Basin High out of the Big South defeated T-Sips on Friday, October 6th, 10-0 in the female segment of the High School Football League. Irina Moline, sporting the number 16 shirt, scored as early as the second minute of the game to give South Caicos School the lead. She added a second goal in the 10th minute, then completed her treble in the 18th. The number 11 Hall scored in the 19th and 33rd minute Forbes registered her two goals in the 37th and 39th minute. Number 9 player Kaylee Hall, Crystal Baptiste, and Trenay Wilson scored one goal each. Moline was dubbed the player of the match for her team, Margie Basin, while Gael Matura was dubbed the MVP for t Marjorie Margie also defeated British West Indies Collegiate 1-0 in another game on that day. Moline again was the scorer in that game. Her goal came in the 13th minute of play. That was a look at sports. The weather forecast is up next. Sean has been downgraded to a tropical depression. Currently, the cyclone is 885 miles west-southwest of the Cabo Verde Islands. Sean is moving toward the west-northwest near 12 miles per hour. A west-northwestward motion is expected during the next few days. Maximum sustained winds remain near 35 miles per hour with higher gusts. Little change in strength is forecast during the next few days. There are no coastal watches or warnings in effect. Over to local weather conditions, cloudy and sunny conditions, highs of 91 degrees with a real feel of 101, lows of 81 degrees, a 1% chance of rain is expected, and winds are from the east-southeast at 9 miles per hour. That was today's weather forecast. Recapping the news for today, TCI delegation attended 10th Commonwealth Youth Minister's meeting in London, former Haitian senator to be charged in President Moise's assassination. Israeli airstrikes wreaking havoc on the healthcare system. Once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you missed today's presentation or any other, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. That wraps up the news for today. Enjoy your evening. Our afternoon news major is brought to you by CG Insurance. Good like that. Call them on 649-941-3195.